Welcome to Nuanced Beauty. This podcast is intended to be a spot where my husband Bill and I will capture some complex thoughts and challenge us to hold to our opinions loosely so that we can see the beauty in others and the beauty in ourselves. I want to challenge us to dive deeper into those everyday topics and those sticky topics that we might shy away from or we might bulldoze over others with our opinions. Because I think there's wisdom in this idea that if we all thought exactly the same, there would be no need for anyone else. So let's have a conversation and let's get nuanced. Hi guys, welcome back to Nuance Beauty. Hey everybody. Uh, this week I was thinking on the topic, uh, and this kind of ties back to um, what do you, how do you eat, how do you cook, except... Not how do you eat, how do your kids eat, because that might be different. Right, right. So, well, yeah, that's... The, Not to jump ahead to your bullet point three. Ahead. He's jumping ahead. It was a good segue. Yes. So uh, we had a segment... A few episodes ago about how do you eat and how do you cook and this segment i wanted to get directly into how do your kids eat um i was listening to another podcast called the real foodology and um the um the creator of that did kind of a a backstory of her um relationship with food and how her mom um bought like high quality food for the most part growing up she had the quote healthy food options in the pantry and i heard it called an ingredient household on instagram and i thought that was a good way of saying it oh okay you have the you have the like you don't have a long list of ingredients that are processed foods you just have you don't have boxes of foods that are already complete foods you have ingredients you're an ingredients household i like that i don't have pancake mix but I have the ingredients. I have flour and egg and yeah, and water and baking soda. I thought that was a good way of phrasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um that's probably exactly what her household was. Um she described um <laughs> she described being raised in that environment and she shared a humorous tidbit about going over to friends, uh doing sleepovers or whatever, and ransacking their pantry for all the junk food. Because sidetrack, <laughs> you ever ransack a friend's uh pantry when you were at a sleepover? Have I? No, yeah. I never did. No, I remember being so excited to have soda at a friend's house. Not that my parents didn't have soda, but they had like diet caffeine free soda, so it doesn't really count. Oh, I know what I went from it counts to it doesn't count to accounts, and now I'm back to it doesn't count. <laughs> so, what did you have? Mountain Dew, Pepsi. Oh, they had yeah. real Pepsi. Oh, I have, I have longer stories about Mountain Dew. But yeah, that was that was like a big <laughs> deal. And we had one, and I wanted a second one, but that was pretty tight-fisted about the Pepsi. It was, it was a whole thing. <laughs> You're only allowed one Pepsi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there's like these like uh, foods that are uh, junky foods, right? Like Pepsi or um, Cheetos or uh, Oreos, right? All of the above. And... Um, she shared going to friends and just absolutely like, oh my gosh, num num num, all the food, all the junk. And uh, then she went away to college and she put on a good bit of weight. She had some health 
concerns that really popped up. And then she decided to go and become a nutritionist. And she found, go figure, that her eating impacted a lot of these health concerns that she had. And so now, what? Yeah. Now she is like on that path of nutrition and she's very passionate. Um, a pretty solid uh, podcast brings on interviews and that. And um, sorry, did you say the name of the podcast? Yeah. Real Foodology. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. And um, she she just does a nice job about also mentioning how individual choice and personal like development, like testing your body to figure out where you're at with nutrients and like deficiencies and um, not just a blanket statement on um, how to approach food. But that goes back into how do you feed your kids? And um, listening to her talk kind of got me thinking about how we're feeding our kids. And I had a thought about uh, with our son, Zeke, he drank nothing but apple juice. Yeah, like we and we still wouldn't say we know how to feed a kid because until they're eating what we're eating, which again, just skip ahead, they're not. Um, we just been kind of throwing stuff at a wall, and I had all these convictions. And again, we talked about this in the screen time conversation. All these convictions about uh, what you know, um, I, my kid's not going to subsist on the same three things. You have a cousin who was like that, ate mac and cheese. Oh, mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and a third item. I, I, I was so judgy of your aunt about that until I had kids. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually all they're all they're going to eat. <laughs> they might go through that. They might go through that. So and he's still he's still on the toaster waffles in the morning. Most mornings. yeah, he has waffles. Um, yeah, when when we cycled him off of milk, and I don't I'm not, I don't even remember if we tried. Water. We did, and did we, he didn't take much for water, we so we ended to, up going to. Apple it was juice. okay because it was organic apple juice. And it was, it was 50 50 We watered it down. Yeah, yeah. totally made it better. <laughs> right, like we had a wave of. Just doing apple juice. That was a big wave. Uh, yeah. It was... And then one day we just like gave him water and he drank it and it's like been fine ever since. Yeah. And now we like never, we never buy juices. Occasionally we have orange juice in the house. And occasionally if we have people over for like a barbecue or something, we'll pick up some uh, juice boxes. Mm -hmm. uh, but even those juice boxes, I, I go with the Honest brand, which is like the- Terrible. They're really bad. Have you drank one of those? Yeah. They're not super sweet. They're not they're, sweet. they're like legit just some fruit and they're watered down. So we they're not as sugary. our kids into thinking that they're sweet and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. They think it's sweet. That said, our kid gets plenty of, plenty oh, of yeah. sugar. But- But I don't think he's ever had a Capri Sun. No, I don't think so. Or maybe once. Yeah. And he doesn't like he doesn't like pops like uh the uh, oh, yeah. I, carbonated I, beverages. Nope. I let him have a sip of Coke at a birthday party and he didn't like it. it was, yeah. You know, Coke is an aggressive fizz, so I can see why. Yeah. Um, but where were we going with that? We're talking about Zeke drinking nothing but apple juice because we didn't know better. Because we had he a season. Drink anything else, and we're like, well, yes. he needs to be hydrated. So we're just like, there was a and Louis C.K. has a great bit about this. If you're a stand-up comedy fan, he's like, you you just have this intense visceral instinctual just bleep and eat uh -huh. and, and you want to have conviction like, oh if they, if they don't if they're not going to eat when i'm going to serve them they're not going to eat you can't do that as a parent you, you can't you want to you can't uh-huh yeah and like the apple juice was early on and but then i would say uh i made several changes to my diet and had a lot of success in helping with my issues. So we did start to make alternatives in the house. And fast forward, uh, you know, 
four-ish years. Zeke's now six. He was a toddler when he was on the the apple juice all the time, like way too frequently. Um, And we've made many changes and alternatives to our diet. And he, while he has waffles, he also has pancakes. He has eggs, like um, bananas, like he'll have all the different fruits in that. So we have leaned into trying to and peanut Give butter him. on the waffles, but like the 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 real peanut butter. Yeah, that, that's not very it's good. Just, yeah, it's just peanuts and some it's oil. Just, just peanuts or just peanuts. Just yeah, round peanuts. Yeah, and um, he He's doing well. Yeah, and the the nuggets that he has, the fish nuggets, like um, he'll do spaghetti. So we have um swapped out foods, and we've gotten him to try different things, and he's doing better with different meals. Um, but from there, I shared the next story that I was going to bring up, and we had a play date, and um, another kid from his class was over, and they played for a good hour after school. It was approaching dinner time, and the mom was like, okay, we're going to go home now, and um, I mentioned like, yeah, they're going to leave soon, and we'll have dinner, and then um, she realized she was hungry, <laughs> so she's like, mom, I'm really hungry. I need a snack. And she's like, no, we'll have a snack when we get home. And she uh, is just determined and like hungry. So she runs over, opens our pantry and like leaps into the pantry. And she just stares like in amazement and confusion. <laughs> because what I think is the foods, the snack foods that we buy are not they're not the name brand snack foods that you get from the regular grocery it's, store. It's certainly not something you'll see a commercial for. Yeah. Now, so, some of it's a lot of the same stuff. Like, it's not Nutri-Grain similar, it's, it's the not Trader a Nutri-Grain Joe's brand. But, but it's a lot of dried fruit and nuts. And we, yeah, we have a lot of dried fruits, a lot of nuts. Um, and um, the granola bars that we buy are a little more <laughs> like bougie granola bars that have chia seed and flax seed and real oats. Like, it's just, it's, um, We've taken when we do have the the manufactured foods that we're buying, we are buying the ones that substitute out canola oil or um, what other like they just the they're organic grains versus not organic. They, they have additional grains that have more fiber. Fiber, in them. yeah. And and what we don't like, we are not nutritionists, and I, I went through a good. Uh, uh, handful of episodes that we put out there where i started with a disclaimer of like we are not financial advisors we are not nutritionists uh, yeah but we definitely have gotten very good at buying foods that calm our conscience about what we're feeding our kids <laughs> and they are better sure they are like i mean i guess you your slant is oh yeah it's really not good but I, I'm, I'm not saying, saying they're not good it is i'm just better. saying I, I because i've done the studies I'm born a cynic i'll die a cynic yes you're a cynic and i'm saying we've made positive alternatives and it stands out in my mind like to go from giving our kid just apple juice all the time to helping him eat better and you can see the difference in the pictures like his he he was and you know, you know babies are pudgy and it's part of what makes them cute mm -hmm. but you can see him lean out and just like skinny out as a real to the point that I, we, we started being concerned about how like oh gosh yeah he's he's getting scrawny start shoveling peanut butter in this kid uh-huh but yeah a lot of that i think it was just like inflammation that was going out of his face yeah and i i think so like those alternatives or having him snack on nuts and 
a high quality peanut butter or um, eating avocado cups or hummus cups and the the breads we buy like they're they're organic they have sprouts they're not just a, a loaf of uh, white wonder bread that said um, like we're, we're saying all the ways that we've improved his dinner with the the mountain that we have yet to climb oh yeah we've improved his meal it's the dinner to part eat what we eat and i have yes. carried a guilt about this mm. because if you listen to our what do you cook episode i talk about my my fandom of celebrity chef alton brown Mm-hmm. who explicitly says never give your kids a special meal uh-huh. they should eat what you eat uh-huh. we have never done that and i feel we have his with spaghetti ju- okay <laughs> we have never consistently done and that. uh orange chicken and rice okay there are counter examples <laughs> but we don't on a regular basis we have to make two meals chicken right nugget now. we yes and it's, it's three meals now because mm-hmm. we have a uh, two-year-old as well and i feel like the judgment of him over my right shoulder. My dad's judgment is over my left shoulder. He's over my right shoulder <laughs> watching this kid eat saying, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And you don't have mom guilt. No, I, I don't. have enough for the both of us. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the transitioning dinner thing. And then that's where today I actually shared. Um, I think it's a Instagram called kids eat in color. And she she talks she has a lot of advice for picky eaters and she specifically talked about um dinner time and rather than turning in dinners into a fight ensure that one item on their plate is something that you know that they actually like and then offer them the other things and then just let them choose to eat it or not because the component that i think she's getting at there which definitely applies like me being a female and grown up is putting too much weight on what is and isn't a healthy food to the point that you create that um, that weight on your kids' shoulders or uh, introducing candy, like, hey, mom, can I have candy? Um, giving them a piece of candy. So you, you give them sweets and you do so in a way that it's not um, over, like, overindulging all the time, but it also like allows them that option. Like we had a gal who used to do yoga with us and I remember her sharing, um, because we would always have a question to start. And, um, I don't remember what that day's question was, but she shared how her mom really, really restricted sugar growing up, sugar, 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 sugar. And knowing what we know, I'm like, well, there's a lot there to be said about sugar, but it created this, um, heavy weight on her shoulders as a kid that it was the thing that was forbidden couldn't have sugar and now as an adult she has almost like an obsessive it attached a moral uh, uh a, a moral weight to something that is not a moral question yeah yeah and th- and then of course like this is where i think that we could even like derail down the topic of um there is uh, food that is more nourishing and less nourishing and so it's like we don't want to throw out everything and say that a donut is equivalent to an apple because it's not. It has different. It has a different nutrient well, complex. Right. There, there is that which is good and that which is less good. These aren't capital M moral questions. Yes, there aren't capital. So how how here. do you, yeah like there's how things do that we... are healthy and things that are less healthy and that is a true thing. Yeah, but you are not condemned to hell. 
<laughs> for sugar. eating sugar. And that's uh-huh. that's the point. That's the point I'm making. You aren't a right. bad person. You shouldn't feel personal shame mm-hmm. for indulging. Right. There is And that's where this gal went to the Mm -hmm. depth of. So as we have been on our own health journey and food modification and eating alternatives or like making a a recipe called a better brownie that has almond flour and it has 82% cocoa or like the cocoa um, chocolate chips, like going for the dark chocolate chip and just making uh, these changes or using coconut oil or ghee and avocado oil. The different oils do not change the final outcome. The different sugars generally don't change the final outcome. The different flours super change the final outcome. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the grittiness of an almond flour, it just, it's not the same. It, it changes it, but I yeah. enjoy it. But yeah, yeah. It's, so it's not dope. nothing, sure. Yeah. But um, where was I going with that point, Bill? Oh, you were, you were going with, um, I, I was talking about the mom guilt that I have uh-huh. over Zeke not eating the what we eat. And For dinners. We have had this fight. We have had some, we have hours, plural, hours of wailing and gnashing of teeth when I've tried to get him to eat what we eat. Mm-hmm. Or French fries, of all things. <laughs> yeah, steak fries. Steak style. Steak fries. Yeah, they were wedges. Fries. They were wedges. Yeah. Which admittedly... It was probably I don't, a texture I, I've yet, thing. I don't know why who's actually liked uh, potato wedges, but not the point. Uh, you're you're kind of leading into this in a uh, in a uh, nutritional perspective, and I, I see it more as a respect perspective of, I have given you food, and I, I have a, a uh, an angst about ingratitude and whininess about it. Mm-hmm. If if we were all just eating cake for dinner, and he ate the cake, I would be happy because we were all in this thing together. We were all in community eating the same food together. That's uh-huh. that's that's really I think more where I stick over how my kids eat because they are special. Mm-hmm. They're not special. Yeah, they're special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So- wow, that was probably the meanest thing you've said. What? <laughs> they're special. Oh, <laughs> I guess. Um. Yeah, I guess there's there's that. Okay, so transitioning dinners, that has clearly been a thorn in our side. And and please uh, engage with our Instagram at nuance underscore beauty and let us know that your kids don't eat the same thing as you either because I will feel better knowing that It will help, Bill. <laughs> uh, or conversely, say, uh, yes, they've eaten the same thing as us. They've always eaten the same as us. Maybe that will light enough of a fire for us to rip Keep that pursuing. band off. Well, and we've, we've, yeah. Anyways, the dinner thing is a thing and we've tried and we're still, we're still making headway. Like that's still a work in progress, but, um, we have, uh, made several changes to what we bring into the house. And, um, it's been a slow process. Like I think one of the components that I was going to talk about, about how do you feed your kids is, um, just the idea that eating well is expensive. And I still, I, I would say that I totally would have made that statement five years ago. Like I would have just made that statement. Yeah, eating well is expensive. Um, And I think that that statement is just super nuanced, super nuanced. And I painfully was on the side of eating well is expensive. And now I see it as, I think that there is uh, a challenge to learning how to cook. And if we were to compare the granola bar that I'm buying here versus this other brand of granola bar, yes, you are going to see a unit price difference. 
But if you can learn to cook and you buy a four pound bag of sweet potatoes and you shred them yourself and add a little bit of salt, it doesn't have any preservatives in it that you're going to find in the freezer aisle. Um, But then it's like, there's a component of it doesn't come out with the right texture or whatever. But where am I going with that? Like, Actual so produce if, if you, and actual if you buy whole food ingredients. Fancy, foods, bougie, organic versions of the exact same foods that are box foods, manufactured yes. box foods. You're going to see they, a unit price increase. They have fancy, organic, bougie of everything. And they are organic. Like, like that's yeah. the component. So, and so like, it's, it, don't it, sell it, it, short. So it is better. But I'm saying if, if you're just looking at this from the perspective of cost, yes, it is more expensive to buy the exact same things with the organic. Uh, label label because the food However, was not treated. It is not gospel truth that it costs more to eat well. Right. Because you can buy a bag of potatoes on the cheap. Yeah. You could buy, if, if you are an ingredients household. Yeah. And you know how to work with those ingredients and buy things in bulk and cook things. And ha- but it's a, it's a time. It's a time. Yeah. It it's a time, time. trade off. And, and, and it's, it's a, a and it's learning a so and refining your, and yeah, so it becomes like, it has to become a value to you so, to put in the time to learn how to cook and to try different seasonings. To continue callbacking previous episodes, you had a whole episode. This, about what else. do you value? But what do you value? Yeah. So it's not, a, it's not a thing of, uh, of it's too expensive. It is false to say it is too expensive to eat healthy. What you are saying is it is not a high enough priority for me to do this. Yeah. Because it's it's not just it's it is a component of money, but it's also all these other components that make it nuanced. And that is okay. It is okay to say, "Hey, I have too much going on in my life." Because since you've gone back to work, we have eaten less from scratch meals. Yeah. Because our priorities have shifted, mm-hmm. and that is a true thing, and that is not a thing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is the thing that it is. We are making a choice. Yeah. To eat more. Are we still eating the bougie whatever? And we can afford uh-huh. it because you're back to back because to work. Because I'm working, yeah. <laughs> uh, so our grocery bill has gone up. Oh, no, it stayed the same. Well, it stayed the same. Sure, but um, it it, it went up from problem. years ago. Yes. Um, and then the one other thing I would throw in there about it being too expensive is I think that if um, if you go into your your meal planning and you plan out all all the same meals you've done before like if you're trying to venture down this this uh journey of swapping out foods for healthier foods or for organic options or for whole ingredients and making recipes and such um i think some of the 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 costs um that you see it's because going to the grocery store buying all the ingredients that were always bought and then buying a couple new items versus actually fully substituting out that one item for another item. I used to work with a guy who was complaining about how he wasn't losing weight and he, cause he was eating salads. Mm-hmm. And what we had to explain to him was, well, you're still eating everything you're already eating. And then also and then adding a, a salad. salad. <laughs> yes. And that does not a healthy diet make. That doesn't, yeah, that doesn't so equate. It's the exact same thing. Of like, why is this so expensive? Well, you're not, you're not making a trade off. You're making a both and. Mm-hmm. You're you're buying crappy food and good food, uh-huh. and as a result, spending more money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, there's there's a level of strategy to it, and it's just it's just a learned it's just a learned 
uh, I want to call it a skill because that's what yeah. we are selling it. But it's just a, it's just a, a, a learned redefining of this. Yeah. Redefining um, of value paradigm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would say overall, like, how do you feed your kids? We are in the throes of kids and um, Bill feels guilt. We started this whole like baby led weaning thing that lasted an amount of time. Yeah, and and Aaron does do better better, better with a variety of foods, um, but uh, it's it's challenging, guys. It is challenging, but I think I think that that's the the last component is that I think it is worth the effort. But I also hope to not be blindsided to just because uh, I've gone down a path of doing a lot of research in health and wellness and diet and um, just learning, 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 and um, really taking it to heart and um, seeing the value in it and seeing the changes for myself. I, I don't want to be too caught in one direction, maybe. Like, and not leave room for um, the nuance. Yeah. Again, uh, I think what you're trying to get at is not uh, being bogged down in the value judgment of how you feed your kid and acknowledging that they're eating and they're eating, they're, they are healthy and they are and also going not, to be okay. The kids will be all right. Yeah. But also not, not just settling for the least common denominator. Like don't give up hope and don't like be intentional. And don't feel super guilty. Like, uh, you know, is it That's possible? Sad. I do aspire for one day for Zeke to go three whole days without a chicken nugget. <laughs> yes. So with that, how do you feed your kids? Because ours eat uh, chicken nuggets. And fish nuggets. And fish nuggets. What other, what other meats can we put in nugget form? <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. All right, this is the part of the podcast where we recommend a book for this week. Yes, and as a reminder, the intent is not necessarily to make this a book club or that you read every single book we suggest every week. No, that'd be entirely too many books. All this is just coming from the fact that a lot of the conversations we've had and the conversations that we've wanted to share have come from books that we've read and, and topics that we enjoy. So uh, with all the books out there, sometimes it's hard to choose what you like. So this is our contribution. Yeah, and we generally hope that it ties in a little bit with the episode. All right, as we are back on the food topic, I could think of many books um, to recommend. And I wanted to start by mentioning that as I've read, I, I think one of the complaints that comes about um, in regards to eating, diet, nutrition, is that there's different information out there and this idea that it contradicts or such and so why even bother because one week it's this uh, and the next week it's that and I think um, I think that of the books that I've read I, I actually don't find them to be super contradictory I think that they tend to hold to some um, similar foundations and then they go from there 
And uh, that's obviously not noting, right? If you're going to do a vegan or vegetarian, or then you're going to go do a keto or paleo diet, right? Like those are, those are on the extreme ends. But when you get to the like fundamentals of trying to decrease inflammation in the body, trying to eat foods around the outer perimeter of the grocery store and not buying from the middle aisles um, where you're going to find typically your manufactured and processed foods. Um, and then, yeah, there there are different takes. And so I guess I could uh, say that my statement's partly true and partly false, right? Because uh, eating uh, vegan is very different than eating paleo. But I think they're both trying to get to eating foods in their whole form or in their raw form or eating regenerative agriculture, um, foods that are produced in a way that's, um, that's, that's good for the food, like to grow and have a higher uh, density of nutrition. Um, so all that said, Um, The book that I'm going to put out there this week is called Deep Nutrition, Why Your Genes Need Traditional Food. Um, And um, this book was written by Catherine Shanahan. She's an MD with Luke Shanahan. And um, let's see, from the intro, this is a very thick book. I actually have it on my bookshelf because I enjoyed it so much. I read it from the library and then I purchased the book to have on hand. Um, she brings up the four nutritional strategies that form the basis of what Dr. Kate calls the human diet is fresh food, fermented and sprouted foods, meat cooked on the bone, and organ meats. And by adhering to this human diet, Dr. Kate cured her own ailments and has since helped countless patients and readers of the original self-published edition of Deep Nutrition achieve their own optimum health. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I read this book earlier on, um, as I was exploring diet and, um, it's, it's a solid, it's a solid read. It has a foundation of knowledge that, um, I think would definitely get you started, but be prepared for almost a textbook reading while it is said very clearly and spoken well, it is a thick book. There's like 400 plus pages in this thing. So um, yeah, if uh, this sounds of interest, go check it out. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you aren't already following us, please follow us on your Spotify or Apple podcast account and uh, look us up on Instagram at nuance underscore beauty until next week.